Hello, everyone. Welcome to Listen to This Shit, where two best friends just talk about whatever they want to talk about. My name is Joan. My name is Mel. Welcome back, everybody. This is our, what, sixth episode now? It is. Sixth episode this year. Look at us. Look at us. I know. We're really being consistent. I mean, we haven't been consistent since Valentine's Day, but we're back on the ball and we have some episodes lined up for you guys. We do. I'm actually very excited about them too. Like we took the time, you know, two episodes a month. That's okay for us. You know, we busy bees out here. So yeah. I'm very excited. I'm excited for today's episode too. I'm so excited. Yes. Literally she has six pages of research and I have four tabs. Listen, we have, we have our passion. Listen, I am that one where I'm literally scrolling on TikTok and if I see a video, they're just like, this is what this means. If your sign is uh, to this degree in this house, I said, oh, let me go to my Notion page. Yeah, if you guys haven't got the hint yet, we are talking about our astrological charts, zodiac stuff, horoscopes, all the things that honestly, John and I do talk about a lot. We do. We do talk about astrology. Um, I'm very excited to get into it because as Monica said, six pages, baby. Okay. Listen, I have been a fan of astrology since like, like fifth grade. And I just, I always was just so gravity. I always gravitated towards it always. And I'm just like, I know I'm cool because I like astrology. Yeah. I, so are we jumping in and we're not going to do any catch up? Aren't we going to talk about the thing on Facebook? Oh, yes. Let's do our catch-up purr. So I'll start first because this shit has been bonkers. Well, not really, but like it is for us because we live in a small town. But this morning, um, I, will, I woke up, you know, got ready. Then decided to go on Facebook for a second because um, Melika sent me this post by someone that we went to school with. Yeah, somebody and, that Joan uh, is actually like friends with, which is so funny. Um, yeah but not anymore because the post that they shared was very transphobic and so I just I went to her profile this morning to look at it and then I'm just like reading all the comments like I went to like the original poster and looked at all the comments and I'm just like this is so fucking sad like all these people are just like and and then the thing about these comments is just like let people live their lives like gender in itself is a construct anyway so like to me i'm just like oh my god so then i i made a facebook post which i rarely do and i just wrote transphobia is just jumping out from my facebook feed and then everyone knows me i don't go on facebook i literally check it once a day and i promptly go i only go on to clear my notifications and then i get off and today was no different i i made my post and left i made a tiktok post about it and went about my day and then um, some people commented expressing the same sentiment as me like it's just so sad because a good chunk and then and then I was just scrolling through my Facebook feed and just so many people were being so transphobic uh, against Leah Thomas who just won um, an event at the in the N the NCAA women's swimmer and she's a trans woman 
and so she won and then so many people were like oh my god like that's a man they shouldn't let them let him but like uh compete and like once like girls try so hard women try so hard and i'm just like let them listen trans women are women regardless right it doesn't matter what the genitalia is she is a woman she is a woman and she beat the record like i don't know what to tell you i saw another post that was basically going over um her stats and basically even before pre pre-transition she was racing the same and usually when you transition especially in a collegiate or an athletic field professional they literally make you take hormones to produce less mm-hmm. testosterone like literally and i just think this is i just think this is so interesting and i'm gonna have to go back and unfriend some people because like transphobia that's not a good look yeah, no, I mean, in all honesty, I'm surprised some of these people are still popping up on my feed because if you all know me, I have my feed catered on all platforms to things that I can relate to morally and understand. So I I limit some of this bullshit. Like if you're going to be transphobic on the timeline, then I don't want you as somebody with a trans partner, like I'm sorry, it's not cutting it. It's not. And oh no, you go ahead. Oh, uh, so it's not cutting it, and it's ugly. Like, come on, we are in 2022. We are tw- in 2022. Trans people have existed since the beginning of time. Get the fuck over it. Literally, get over it. I think what's interesting too is that reading some of these comments, like you could definitely tell that these people are trying to be like joking about their comments but it's just like literally people die over these comments like -hmm. their whole lives are not even being considered and so to me i'm just like oh my god like and like are murdered on a daily basis they have a higher murder and specifically black trans women actually mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. higher rate of being murdered than any other person on the fucking planet like y'all don't see a problem no they no why would they these problems are nowhere near the radar and like like i'm saying i'm like and here's the thing is that i bet you some of these people there's like there's some of these people i I think some of it was actually kind of shocking to me because some of these people are kind of like not all the way conservative but not all the way left either and so i'm just like you can't and i just hope these people do not prop themselves up as allies because you're not allies if you still exclude trans people because they're probably you know it's the funniest thing they'll probably hype up a drag queen they'll probably go out with their gay friends but mm, like you know what i mean like this is where the where the term specifically with women it's a term called turf which basically is somebody who is a women's rights activist who believes in supporting women, except for trans women. Trans women are not women in their eyes. So a lot of those people come into play. A lot of women who say that they're allies will be allies to the gays, to the lesbians. But if you're not biologically or cisgender, like you're not a cis female, then you don't count, which is so stupid. And it's ugly. It's disgusting. And like, Honestly, um, I think I may have sent you posts that these certain people posted in the past talking about like breastfeeding and like, 
this is a woman's right. Let a woman, let women do their thing. Um, and then like compare it to trans people somehow. And I'm like, there's bigger fish to fry. There's bigger fish, fish to fry. You're on the right track. You have a general idea of what needs to be done, but you're doing it the wrong way. Yeah, like, thank goodness for my women um, sex and genders class with my teacher, Maggie, who's a real one, because, like, I've always been, um, I've always known what intersectionality is, but feminism truly is not intersectional, and to me, like, you have to look at everything intersectionally, and it's just, like, (laughs) I don't know, it's just, like, to... I don't know if these people referring to are like women's rights or they're feminists. They're probably not, or they're not self-proclaimed feminists, but like, it's just, it's just, it's very interesting to look at this event and then have people, you know, you know, growing up who you probably aren't surprised that they acted this way, but I, I guess it's more like, for I guess this is more for me than you because I like knew these people like I talked to them just a little bit more than you did and so like I have to let go of this sentiment that like oh my god like I can't believe they would say that but like there's still like a part of me that's just like but these are still like nice people but like at the same time you can't be transphobic and be nice and you know and I don't know like it really like I'm not trying to like go deep into that like obviously I'm gonna delete these people like I have no problem deleting them and that's fine and that's just something I'm working out myself because like I have this thing that I want people to like me but I'm just like in this case I don't care if you don't like me you're transphobic why would I want your approval anyway yeah this is where I'm like yeah you were close to them I was I was not close to them solely for the fact that I could see right through them Mm -hmm. I could see that they were not good people but it, everybody grows and learns differently. We all figure out these things about people at different paces. So they're deleted. They are gone. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised she was still popping up on my feed. Honestly, I did not realize that. Like, I still had her, mm-hmm. and then I ha- I literally saw that post, and I was like, "Okay, time to put in the group chat, y'all." <laughs> hmm Like, oh, craziness. Anything else been going on? Um, it's the same damn cycle every day. I'm sure you feel the same way. I feel like that one part of SpongeBob when Squidward goes to his Squidward town and everything is the same. It's the same cycle and he just progressively gets sadder and sadder about it. Yes, I definitely understand that. So basically, me and my boyfriend, Niall, we're looking for apartments right now. The search is going horribly. But, you know, I am very optimistic because we did find two places. One is Mel's former property. I don't, I don't, I think it's the same building. Maybe another part. Move to my old building. You would love it because you're across the street from Franklin Park. You could just walk to the park. And the YMCA is right behind it. Bro. That'd be so nice. Um, me and I are going to look more into it this weekend because, I mean, trying to get out of here as soon as possible. And it's just like, I just hate living here and being here because I just I just feel so regressed. I, I feel like I've not. I feel like I've grown, but not in the ways that I want to. Yeah. Which is good that you're taking the time to, like, figure out an escape plan or just, like, 
a plan to progress versus, you know, staying stagnant, but slowly making moves, you know? I definitely, I'm definitely going slow. Oh, yeah. But at least, like, with this, you're, you're trying. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, a lot has actually happened since last time we did our episode, because I think the stuff with Ukraine and Russia didn't start till after Valentine's Day. Yeah, like, the week after. Literally, guys, I'm sure we're all seeing it on our feeds and everything still. There's a war happening. Um, The U.S. declared that Russia's committed war crimes, so I don't really know what that means. I don't know what's going to happen. I know I can't get drafted, though. Me neither. I'm sorry, it's very insensitive to joke about, but, like, I ain't getting drafted. Sorry. (laughs) I am mentally unstable. I am mentally unstable even consuming this, like, this news. Like, it's, it's so stressful to think about because... I see a lot of people in the media like, we need to help Ukraine. We need to help Ukraine. We need to help Ukraine. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, but really, though, what can I do? What can I do other than send money money or have a flag? And the f- honestly, I was talking with somebody about this. I'm like, I love the support and everything. But like, what's hanging up a flag going to do? Like, yeah, it's going to boost morale for Ukrainian people. But like, what is buying your flag that's made in China from Amazon going to do? to help damn you call these people out not to mention that what (laughs) you're not wrong and not to mention the racism that ukraine still doles out against black students especially specifically black african students when they were evacuating made it to the border and they're like no ukrainian citizens first during war you guys still have time to be racist like what is going on Literally, in you know, okay, I'm going to touch on this slightly because I can get pretty heated about this, but I was talking with a couple of my, my Arab friends, and we're just talking about this whole conflict in mm-hmm. Ukraine and Russia, and I'm just sitting here, I'm like, wow, the same shit happens in Somalia, happens in the Middle East on a daily basis. Where is the Palestinian flags being hung? Where's the Syrian flags being hung up? Where's all, where's the flags? Because I don't see mm-hmm. them when I'm driving through German Village, when I'm driving through Clintonville. I don't see that. I see all are welcome. But like this whole, this, I feel like this whole thing is bringing up a good like discussion of like, you know, we only care about white people in America. If white people are going through a struggle or as I've seen actual news clips of people saying, well, these are civilized people. These are civilized people that are being, you know, killed every day in ukraine and i'm like are you saying that middle eastern people aren't civilized yes you are are you saying somali like africans aren't civilized yes you are it's ugly Mm -hmm. anyways i can go on a whole different thing about this i don't want to make it about this because this is supposed to be a fun lighthearted episode about the stars the stars well then let's get into it So we're going to start with like talking about how we got into astrology, which you kind of like dipped in a little bit. I will be posting on our Instagram, the, our charts, so you guys can analyze the fuck out of us and develop your thoughts and feelings. Yes. Honestly, I'm excited because I, I've been wanting to get my chart read forever and I'm just like, please, someone analyze my chart for me. I literally have a friend. I tell Joan about this girl all the time. 
Her name is Rebecca and she's wonderful. She, she literally has my chart on hand. So sometimes when we talk on the phone, she'll be like, Hey, I just saw this is happening with your chart right now. I just want to make sure you're okay. And I'm like, I, I love that. <laughs> she has it bookmarked. It's wonderful. <laughs> Cause I, sometimes I don't even know what she's talking about. But this girl can read me. She was able to pick out my speech impediment from when I was in elementary school by reading my chart. There's some elements of truth in your chart, okay? I definitely believe that too. Like I know, I definitely believe there is a little, there's some truth to it because astrology has been studied for years. And like this one video said, astrology is not studied by millionaires, it's studied by billionaires. I mean, they you want to talk shit about leftists and commies being so weird. Mr. Ronald Reagan had a nice astrologer by his side all throughout his presidency. Listen, the beginning of humanity was studying the stars and the planets. They were literally studying the stars and the planets. There has to be some element of truth. We are literally made out of stardust and dirt. Atoms, baby. One key term that you probably hear on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, or if you're talking to some girls with blue colored hair at the bar with like some weird band shirt. When they come up to you and ask you, what's your big three? Big three means your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising slash ascendant sign. Those are kind of like, that's like the base level other than like most people just know their sun sign. But if you want to get a little deeper and know somebody, the three big three will help you. Yeah. This is what I mean by like, I remember talking to you. I'm like, this is like a Babylonian like the Babylonian astrological chart, like that type of stuff that we use is primarily from this. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the the signs, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. All the things that you guys probably hear and we all know, you know? The Placidus house system. That is what everyone knows. It's like mm-hmm. all the, it's all the basic signs that we all know. Another thing. So we're going to reference our birth chart. And so here's just a nice way of putting it. Imagine you're laying on a grass, like grass, like you're outside and you're just laying down looking at the stars. Your birth chart represents a snapshot of the sky of the day, time, and place that you were born. So that's basically what your birth chart represents. You know, just like a list of your signs, your planets, and the houses that represent. There's also like a nice picture. We'll put it in our show notes. We'll put it in our show notes of what a birth chart is going to look like. It pretty much looks like a grid. And then it even extends after that. Like, it's like a big, long, honestly, kind of reminds me of um Lattice, but not. Girl, you can kind of what Lattice is. I tried doing that style of math. I did not do well. I did not like Lattice. Oh, my God. I remember coming to Pacacola in fourth grade, and they're really just like, we use the Lattice method. I said, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I'm going to keep doing it the way I'm doing it. I'm going to do this longhand multiplication. I'm going to do the long division and keep it. I'm going to keep it pushing. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got time for no lettuce, no lettuce. We ain't got time for that. I guess like some other general knowledge with it, other than like knowing your big three, I mean, When it comes to your birth chart, each planet and each placement and zodiac sign can correspond to like a personality trait or like a life thing that you will or will not experience or something like that. I feel like you can get it fine-tuned to you specifically, but on some websites, it's pretty generalized. Like my biggest tip with it too, like I know some people get a little worked up by like reading stuff like oh my gosh, it said this is going to happen to me. Take some of this stuff with a grain of salt. We are still human. We have free will. 
Just because my Zodiac said yesterday, I'm going to win a million dollars today, doesn't mean I'm going to, or I may. So it's kind of a thing that kind of gives you like a little bit of guidance. It's like getting your tarot cards read or something, you know? Yeah, it really is. You can take this stuff with a grain of salt or you can fully believe it. I always take it with a grain of salt because, again, some of the stuff can be just generalized information. But also astrology is fun. It is. It is a lot of fun. It's kind of like the, um, what are the little, the little finger things? (gasps) I saw a TikTok that said that if you did that or mash, you're an (laughs) astrology girly. (laughs) And you know what? Did both of those. I I loved mash. Oh my gosh. Mash was so much fun. You could be like, I like Josh. (laughs) Oh, do you remember the, do you remember the ones where you would add up your letters of your name to see your compatibility? Because yes. each letter remembers numbers. Man, we really used to make our own fun. We really used to do that, man. No, no fucking shock that we're in astrology now. We're like into it. And I mean, I'm into numerology. I love that shit. Like any personality test, any astrological oh test, gosh. any. Myers Briggs. Like I love that shit. I love that shit. Like fucking, uh, what's it called? Your human design. Mm-hmm. listen the human design one i feel like is even a little bit scarier than astrology it's like related i feel like the human design one feels a little bit more true like i don't know when i was reading like it's more fine-tuned yeah like when i was reading mine i'm like oh my god why is it like this seems more scarily accurate than astrology but astrology is also related to human design but we're not talking about human design we're talking about astrology and Sorry, so before we move on to how we got into it i just want to give a brief description of each house and their themes it's pretty uh, i'm gonna go fast and i'm a fast talker so um please keep up so the first house is the house of self and that represents physical appearance traits and characteristics your ego beginnings outlooks and impressions the second house is the house of value so that represents money possessions acquisitions self-worth and cultivate and cultivation the third house is the house of sharing so it's communication represents sibling distribution generosity development intelligence um the fourth house represents the home and family that's ancestry ancestry heritage roots foundation and environment mother home home taker housing Neighborhood matters, comfort, security, tidiness, pets. The fifth house is the house of pleasure. So that represents recreational and leisure activities, things that are done for enjoyment and entertainment, games, gambling, risk, romance, limerence, children slash fertility, limerence, and creative self-expression. The sixth house represents the house of health. So that's routines, tasks, duties, skills, training, and uh, employment. Service performed, strength, vitality, wellness, and healthcare and courage. The seventh house rep- the seventh house represents balance. So that's partnerships, marriage, business matters, diplomacy, agreements, contracts, and all things official. The eighth house is the house of represent of transformation. So that's cycles and deaths and rebirth, sexual relationships and commitments of all kinds, joint funds, finances, other person's resource, karma and debt, regeneration and self-transformation. The ninth house is the house of purpose, travel and foreign affairs, culture, expansion, law, ethics, education, knowledge, philosophical interests, belief systems, experience through exploration, things long-term. The 10th house is the house of enterprise, ambitions, motivations, career, achievements, society, and government, father of authority, notoriety, 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 (laughs) listen, 
I'm going fast. And advantage. The 11th house is the house of blessings. So that's benefits from effort, friends, and acquaintances of like-minded attitudes, belonging, groups, communities, associations, and charity. Also, well-connectedness, networking, love, wish fulfillment, and wealth. And the last house is the house of sacrifice. So it's privacy, refuge, seclusion, retreating, revelation, intuition, abundance, addictions, releasing, healing, and completion. You guys, we will try to like link some stuff so you can read that. The internet is also free. So you can look this up too. <laughs> yes. We just, we just done our own research and it, I mean, my research compared to Mel's is a little bit more in depth, but like she said, like we can put in our show notes and you know, you can take what we wrote down and you can look even further into it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of helpful websites where you can like, look at this stuff. You can even find astrologers on the internet who will do this stuff for you and explain it to you all in one clean swoop. Yes, they can. So Mel, do you want to start on how you got into astrology? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I've I've really been into astrology since I was a kid. Like, I think I was like six, seven, eight, or nine, one of those ages. Um, And so when I was born, the hospital made this like little chart of like everything about the day I was born and gave it to my mom. So like, it it was really funny because it had like the gas prices on the day I was born, the weather like all this shit. I had all this data and I should have known I was a Virgo even back then, even as a little kid, I was like, these statistics are great. Delicious. <laughs> but I saw that something about Zodiac sign and it said Virgo next to it. And it showed like something about me being witty, well-planned down to earth. And I was like, I'm obsessed. I love this personality that I have that the stars have given me. Um, so I kind of just like ran with it. I always was telling people, I'm a Virgo, I'm a Virgo, oh my gosh. Um, and I, in elementary school, I used to have this like t-shirt that just said Virgo. I remember it distinct, like I remember the shirt. It was a white t-shirt and it had Virgo in like a blue font with like little rhinestones on the Virgo word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it very well because I wore that proudly. And then the older I got, I started like, dabbling on the internet, being chronically online. <laughs> um, and I like learned a lot of stuff about like the Zodiac signs. I used to go on Tumblr and chat it up in the chat boxes with astrologers on there for life of me. I cannot remember their names because it's been a decade since I've been, mm. since I started Tumblr, but I used to like ask them questions about like placements and um, my planets and who I'd be compatible with and all this fun stuff. And then, you know, the older we get, we have more social media. So Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. I follow this um, account on Twitter called Astro Poets where they're two astrologists and they write poems and each week they do a poem horoscope for each sign which is very interesting and it's just a matter of oh you follow them too yes i love astrophotes i follow them on twitter they're so good but yeah i literally i've i've loved the zodiac stuff it's just a good also it's like a good conversation starter like you can talk to anybody and ask them like what's your sign and they'll have a conversation 
like they might not know as much as you do but they'll be like yeah I'm an Aries and I'm like oh really hmm okay <laughs> um like what's that supposed to mean and then you go into this long-winded conversation about what air quote they are sometimes I'm I'm right also I'm really good at looking at a person and just knowing what sign they are it's that intuition I found out that one of my managers is a Taurus I said I knew you were a Taurus when I first started talking to you he said how I said I don't know your disposition the way that you talk about food with me it's a very passionate thing and Taurus love food they love food and I said yeah I can also tell you're a stubborn person I my dad is a Taurus my sister is a Taurus actually all my dad's brothers pretty much are Taurus so I got the Taurus thing down right (laughs) yeah sorry that was like a long passionate thing but I do I do like it I do like zodiacs so I got into astrology and I was in fifth grade sixth grade an obsession with horoscopes I just loved reading the horoscopes and just like oh what's it gonna be like for today and actually now I think about it I have the freaking 2022 Aquarius book horoscopes and I would always look at these like at Barnes and Noble and I'd be like oh I kind of want to get one like but also like I don't like I was always afraid to ask my mom because she's just like that's the devil stuff and I'm like no it's not I would get made fun of all the freaking time I'm like now I'm interested like what is my horoscope for today um, it says, have a chat with yourself and ensure that you are doing what it takes to align with your true north. A pep talk will lift you up and get you back on track. Love relationships are smooth, so keep the lines of communication open and flowing. Okay. Oh my god. And we're having no, a talk today. We're having a talk today. Me and Niles' own communication has been very open today. We're planning something and he's really taken some initiative on it that I completely was not aware of. So as I got older, I was always made fun of astrology. And I think it's very interesting now seeing how much astrology has popped off, especially in the age of social media with, you know, your infographics and your short form content. Um, but honestly, I've actually followed, you know, a couple different people when it comes to astrology i did follow that one marin girl but then uh when she had that little scandal popped up like she was stealing from people of color like other creators i said oh i'm gonna have to snatch that up girl i'm sorry and uh i do follow a couple of different astrologers on tiktok i don't know i don't remember their names but they're all black so that's what's important it's interesting because you can kind of see astrology similar to like a religion or a spiritual practice in my opinion because I I would say more, I mean, astrology, it, it's, it's, it is kind of a religious practice or like a spiritual practice. And, you know, you can, you can't really go to school for astrology. You can go for astronomy, but you know, that's not really teaching much, you know, rural arts college. <laughs> <laughs> there back to the time I took astronomy for two weeks and promptly dropped out. This never take it this is in high school or college this is in college oh i did it in high school and i knew it was bad i promptly dropped off after two weeks because that math got me dead yeah fuck physics yeah okay. like i got time for that the way i want to use astrology i want to use it more for my day-to-day life and to interpret macro trends in my life mm-hmm. and micro trends and that's why like i just love looking at different astrologers on youtube and tiktok and that's my goal because like 
as I like look up, you know, as my, my part of my chart and like careers, one career is to be an astrologer for um my Midhaven. Midhaven. So like, I think it's very interesting because I'm like, oh well, you know, I could take like a class on astrology and try to be better about like picking out certain things and stuff. But I don't know. I kind of like where I'm at right now. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like the astrology stuff really started picking up. Like, I'm not saying that it wasn't, like, super big before the pandemic, but I definitely feel like the pandemic increased it somehow. Like, we had more time to, like, look into that shit and people were finding new hobbies, and this was one of the hobbies. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yes. There's a lot happening here. There's a lot. I'm look. I'm scrolling through all of this info. Oh, my God. I know, and then there's my chart, which I dug a little into. There's nothing wrong with it. Maybe because I have not done research in so long, just for, like, funsies. And damn. Damn, damn, damn. So, do we want to go into our charts? Yes, of course. So, I'm going to start. We're both, we're going to both start with our son, obviously. I'm an Aquarius son in the fifth house. So, what does that mean? As you probably forgotten by now, the fifth house <laughs> represents a lot of different things. But I think in, in terms of me, it definitely represents creative self-expression. Um, creativity is going to be a very popular theme in my birth chart. I'm a very creative person, a very creative person. And in the last like year, I would say, I've pretty much tapped into that. And I'm very, I, I just love being creative. I love ideation. Like, honestly, I really should become a creative director, if anything. But um, we're not talking about that. So here's, um, if your son is in Aquarius or potentially in the fifth house or all three, here's some things to know. Um, I am insightful. I am persistent. I am eccentric. I like some weird ass shit. I'm a very flighty person. <laughs> very flighty. I flip flop all the time. I'm a very creative. I'm a natural performer in the arts and theta. Um, I'm a risk taker when I choose to be. And I'm a rebel at heart. Mel. So my uh, sun sign is in Virgo, and mine is in the first house. And what is yours? Was yours in the first house, Joan? Yes, my yeah. Virgo ascendant. Okay. So my being my sun sign being in the first house, which is the house of self, physical appearance, traits, characteristics, ego, beginnings, outlooks, blah blah blah. Um. So basically, with a Virgo, they are the practical people. They are the, like, they're great with, like, visuals. They're great with, um, they're very, okay. They're considered, like, the neat freak and the perfectionist of the um, Zodiac, of the stars. Basically, they're just very, like, awkward. They're quirky, like, that is usually what I've heard. They're witty. And, you know, there's some elements of that that I find true. And with it being in the first house, basically, it gives specifically, it's the fact that I'm a Virgo that might have ADHD. This, like, some of the stuff does not, like, ring true to me. But basically, I am just, like, a hard worker. I am, I can dabble in, like, I, I want to be perfectionist. Like, a as a Virgo, I want to be perfect. I want to do great things. I'm great with planning. I'm diligent. I'm helpful. I'm supportive. And it does ring true in my day-to-day -day life. I 
I love, I love planning. I love helping things. It's just a matter of sticking through it because I do have a mental illness. So whether it be ADHD or depression, I don't know, but some of those things in theory, I would love to be um, perfect, which I know I will never be. <laughs> um, okay, so my moon sign is in the sign of Leo. It's in the 11th house. So the 11th house rules like friends and associations and communities and things like that. So um, this is where my dramatic flair steps out in my personality. Um, I have a great sense of humor. I am highly aware of the people around me. I'm very dramatic in my appearance and demeanor. Okay. I love to see comfort in my friends. I, I hold my friend group to a very high standard in a way. And like, my friends are very important and I love making, and I'm trying to do better about making new friends and maintaining new friendships, especially as an adult. And I feel like I try, I put myself like a little, my standards a little too high because like I hold them so high, but I'm being better at that. Um, I love organizing and group events and I always have the urge to be in charge, but never be in charge sometimes. It depends. Thanks. Um, so my moon is in Aquarius, which I think that throws people off whenever I talk to them because some people can't tell if I'm a Virgo or if they, I'm something else. Because uh, your moon sign, did we describe what the moon sign means yet? Or did you mean that, describe it yet? No, I don't think, I don't think I did. So basically, um, it tells us what gives us, like, it tells a person um, what gives them a sense of security and where to find it. It describes how sensitive we are and how, how we act with our instincts, with our surroundings. It can tell about our childhood and our experiences with our mother interesting um so my moon is in Aquarius and this is where it gets kind of complicated because my relationships with emotions and like how I act are kind of flighty honestly um but it also makes me kind of unique in that sense because one my my son is in earth which is very balanced like it kind of throws me off balance but I'm kind of thankful for that so Mm -hmm. My moon is in the fifth house, so this is my bond between emotion and creativity. Um, I'm very trustworthy, so they have to watch out. Or I, it says that I am very trusting, so they have to watch out for bad advice regarding financial and other risky matters. Which I feel like my Virgo in me prevents me from falling for like scams and shit because I do not do that. I can I can see shit. So I'm very intuitive in that sense. Um, they tend to not give their children enough independence. My mother is an Aquarius moon. So that, that kind of makes sense. Their relationship with children has a strong emotional basis and their emotions play an important role in personal relationships, which is very true because I am a very emotional person when it comes to my friendships and personal relationships. Like I care a lot about my friends. I love my friends. I care about them very, very much. And they said, sometimes they tend to remain in unsuitable personal relationships. Great. That sounds like fun. <laughs> um, so fun fact, both me and Elika are Virgo risings. So a lot of the stuff she said earlier definitely applies to me, especially the perfectionist. 
um in the very analytical side but i love being analytical analytical is being i love that it's fun but also um we are good conversationalists we love to have good conversations like we can just we can literally and also um the adhd does kind of help in a way where we can just jump from topic to topic like no problem i mean literally this is why our podcast is a thing we can have conversation and record it and talk about it (laughs) in terms of this our big three my big three is virgo sun virgo rising aquarius moon i got that double earth air thing going on and then there's me i'm an aquarius sun a leo moon and a virgo rising so literally air fire earth oh Something we didn't mention earlier when it comes to the signs, each sign has like a specific group of like what element that they are hooked onto. So if I'm talking about Virgos having earth energy, that means they're an earth sign. And, you know, Joan being an Aquarius, that's an air sign. Most people think that it's water because it has aqua and it's called the water bearer. It is not. It is alive. That is an air sign. And funny enough, to me, it's the water bearer. You have, you have to remember, it's not just the water. I'm the bringing the water. I'm the bringer. I am the cultivator. I'm the innovator. I literally carry it. That's the whole point. Niall, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, like, each sign has its own element that it corresponds with. And, like, mm-hmm. there's different groups for it. So, like... For the Earth sign group, it's going to be Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. And then, you know, air signs can be Aquarius, Gemini, Libra. And then for fire, we are actually in Aries season now, which is a fire sign. We have Leo Mm -hmm. and Sagittarius. And then the water signs, Pisces. We just had, we just left Pisces season, which is a water sign. It's the fish. Um... We have Cancer, which is the crab, and then we have Scorpio, which is the, I believe it is actually just a scorpion, which is so funny. Most people th- get that one mixed up too, and they think that's fire, mm-hmm. which is, it's so interesting, but that's what we mean when we're talking about like fire energy, earth energy. It starts to make sense once you really like understand certain traits and characteristics. Next planet we're going to go talk about is the Mercury planet okay um my mercury is in aquarius um in the fifth house which again you will see a lot more of those two placements and mercury represents communication primarily and so um a lot of traits from this planet that i think very much like plays into my day-to-day life is how inquisitive i am i do not hate questions like maybe sometimes I just need to figure out the timing of when to ask questions, but I will ask questions. I let everyone know that I work with everything. I'm like, if I got a question, I'm going to ask you because I'm not going to look like a fool if I don't know. Okay. And I have a strong mental connection between my inner awareness and my self-expression because, um, something I've really, um, I'm using my writing as an example, something that I definitely express through like special screenwriting is, um my life like it's kind of funny because I will definitely become a director slash writer that definitely takes influences from my own life and put it in my work like there's some directors who literally can just make anything like they don't they don't really dig into their own life 
to create their work, I will be one of those directors because I'm literally writing like I'm running a whole ton of shit. But it doesn't change the fact that like a lot of stuff that I've written is going into my work in some sort of way. Like I will literally weave in the same letters of the people I know, their names, and I'll make the character's name the same letter. Will I base them off the same character? Mm, it depends. And so I think that's definitely a placement of my Mercury that comes out in my life. And even my thinking is creative. Again, I love the idea of concepts and consciousness. I love digging deep into those. And, and that's why, like, if I really should get into something, it's probably pre-production because pre-production, I just, like, that's also why I want to become a producer. So um, Mercury, I don't know if you explained that that planet represents, like, thinking, communication, intellect, and learning. And my Mercury is actually in Virgo, and Virgo is ruled by the planet Mercury. Very fitting. Also, a lot of my chart is in Virgo, I will tell you all. I will tell you that it's in Virgo and Aquarius and Scorpio. I'm a mess. So when that comes to, like, my life and everything, it's about being precise and thorough. Um, And you know, being an earth sign, it's all about being grounded and having that preciseness in my day-to-day life. And it's heavily influenced by, you know, Virgo being placed in Mercury. Like that is my ruling planet. With this, um, you become an expert if you're a Virgo with a Mercury in Virgo. Um, You become an expert in very specific things that you are into. And that is very true for myself. I do find myself being fixed on certain topics. I just have a lot of knowledge on. If I really like it, I will take the time and I will look into it. I'm not like, so like for Joan, for instance, she's very much like, she's like a jack of all trades. She has all her different like little things. But like for me, I'm very much like I will hone in to something very specific and that is my thing. That is my Mercury in Virgo. That's what it's all about. Apparently it says that they have a talent for the economy. For economy, they are materialistic and scientific. I don't see myself being very materialistic, but maybe that plays elsewhere in my chart. Maybe maybe for you, you're materialistic in the way where you like the finer goods of life. You know what I mean? That like, is very true. I will spend money on, I will do a big purchase on something big and nice. And I know it's going to last, but I'm not going to go like buy little shit that doesn't matter. Exactly. All right. So next planet is the Venus planet. And that represents love and relationships. Mm-hmm. And... um family and you know all that jazz and so mine ironically enough me and Niles Venuses are both in Capricorn his is in the second house and mine's in the fourth house so mine represents like family and um I I am very fond of worldly status and ambition I I think status I like that in a way and there is also a deep connection between values and aesthetics and the root between the home and family and I have always been like um a loyal person I'm a very loyal person I do not condone cheating that's never gonna not gonna say if that happens um even though polyamory does interest me I'm not going to lie okay that's not cheating that's a conversation that you can have with your partner exactly and that's what I'm saying like as someone who is loyal and I can be monogamous 
polyamory is very interesting to me. Like, I'm not going to lie. But, um, but yes, I'm very monogamous. I'm devoted to um, Niall, you know, my relationship. Um, I love having like-minded partners and I have a natural flow to friends and family. So my Venus is in Scorpio. And now upon reading this, this is where the materialistic aspect comes into play, actually. Oh. <laughs> uh, so if you're a Scorpio lover, just know I'm loyal as fuck. You are mine. I am possessive. I am. I am very possessive. One girl looks at Taylor a certain way. I am out to kill. I am. Example of this. One time we went to uh, Sad Boys and this girl started striking up a conversation with Taylor, asking if she could bum a cigarette from him and started getting real close with him. So little old me had to slide in there and say, oh, hi, baby. How are you doing? And that girl walked away. I knew what she was doing anyway. <laughs> but yeah, they're very, I'm weak. they're very passionate lovers. I'm a very passionate lover. I love being desired. I love the desire. I have a very strong sexual energy. Yes. I don't, I'm not as like forward as Joan is sexually like out in public. Like I'm not going to be like, ow, ow, like that. When it's just me and him, I'm in there. Okay. The passion is strong. So my Venus is in the second house and basically they say that they love their property, jewelry, clothes, and other accessories. Maybe that's why I'm a hoarder of all my clothes. Um, they like money, <laughs> but only because it gives them better social status. I disagree with that because I really don't care about my social status, but neither here nor there. That's what the stars are telling me. Um, they are talented traders and businessmen. I do agree. I could, if I really put my mind to it, I could be a businesswoman. I could do it. Um, Venus is in the position that also indicates the possibility of gaining money from an artistic activity that makes a lot of sense. So if hmm. I write a book or if I make art or do something, it also can mean lavishness and material plus um, privileges. <sighs> Don't read me like that. Said. <laughs> and this is what I mean, guys. Like, not all of this is going to be a hundred percent true for your person. But it gives you a general idea. Some things you can relate to. Some things you're just like, uh, maybe not. Okay, so we're going to talk about Mars now. Mars? I don't think I... I know Mars, like, represents um, anger, represents, like... Um, According to this, it says activity, energy, courage, and assertiveness. And it can also be our driving force in our sex drive. Okay, Yes. Sorry, I had to adjust that. All right, so for me, mine's in Pisces in the sixth house. So um, basically, I'm practical. I'm very hardworking, which is very true. You know, eight years in retail don't, you know, them years are brutal, okay? Three of them also in food service too. So like, I have to be hardworking. And I have a kind and energetic nature for work. Um, my real focus is on simple issues of life and health of the body, especially as of late, you know, I can definitely feed into that. Um, I do have a tendency to get withdrawn and I'm also easily influenced by others. Um, something I'm, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, right? <laughs> don't call me out. Don't come for me. Okay. But that's something Joan is actively working on, you know, 
being fine with not being liked, you know, I, I'm working on it. Um, I have a, it says this one, I, this, this one line made me, made me think because it says quiet exterior masks for a restless, restlessly searching interior process. And I think that line definitely represents me. I don't know. I feel like sometimes when like you or like well, they're friends of mine. They're just like, you just seem so stoic. You just like, what's too. going on? And I'm just like, nothing. I'm happy. Or like, people just like, sometimes. <laughs> what? And then like, when you're just like sitting there staring and you're like, nothing, you are like, you're fine. I'm like, that's not convincing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it's very interesting because I can like shut down. And I guess sometimes I don't really, I don't, I don't realize when I do, but yeah, that's my Mars. It's pretty accurate, actually, for those who know Jonah in real life, like you can, you guys can attest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my Mars, again, um, we're here with Miss Scorpio. My Mars is in Scorpio, which is, honestly, I'm like reading this and it's too, it's a fucking hot mess and it's real. <laughs> So people with Mars and Scorpio are pleased to be able to hide their power and show it to the world at the right moment. Yes. Yes. I will look weak, yes. but guess what? Guess what? I will I will show up. And this makes sense. The this makes them very attractive. And the effect is what is that other people never act indifferently towards them. They always notice them. I feel like people do notice me, whether they are trying to get their reaction or not as if they are strongly and automatically provoke to provoke the most basic hopes and fears in people. They do not try to get anything or do anything if they do not really want it. Their challenging aura, whether they're active or passive, will always be, will always attract great loyalty or great hostility and nothing in between. <laughs> <laughs> My Mars is in the third house. So the Mars in the third house suggests aggressive and active intellect. These people are bright and quick-witted, but they tend to make hasty decisions. They are direct and sharp. They tend to cause conflicts in their family and often criticize the personal shortcomings of others. Why'd they read me like this? <laughs> Literally? They are always in a hurry and they are very competitive. You're not wrong. I am always in a hurry. The minute I pull up somewhere, I'm about to jump out that car. If I'm with somebody and they're taking too long, I don't want that. Get the fuck out of the car here i do feel like a lot of this pertains to my like day-to-day life i am not afraid to point out some flaws point out something that you messed up with because i see them i do see them and i will not apologize just wait for the right moment (laughs) (laughs) i'm weak oh my gosh that was brutal just reading that i'm like is why why (laughs) Okay, the next planet is Jupiter. And Jupiter, that represents like expansion, knowledge, what? Happiness. Happiness. Um, so for me, mine's again in the Pisces in the sixth house. And so I have an optimistic look on everyday life. I'm capable of enormous output when I'm inspired, which is very true. If I'm in the very inspired mood, I will push out shit. Or I will work on stuff easily. Like, that shit comes easy to me. I have my... I'm very kind. And I have my own personal code of conduct. So, my Jupiter is in Aquarius. And it's in the fifth house. 
So basically what this is saying is that their philosophy is very similar to the philosophy of the new age, the age of Aquarius, very fitting. They feel that in order to make plans for the future, there needs to be some form of a consensus of opinion. I do believe that. Um, and with it being in the fifth house, uh, suggests the ability to go through life with the help of these people's strong character. These people usually have privileged position in life. No, I do not. Um, they, <laughs> natural. they live happily. I feel like, I feel like when no obstacles are in my way, I can live pretty happily, but there's a lot of obstacles. So there's some, there's some mopey. It creates a desire to be engaged in an activity that helps others. Very true. This predisposes them to professions like being a teacher, a politician, or a priest. I will not. They can also become actors, singers, comedians, or work in other professions. Very vague on the other professions part. Um, Jupiter in the fifth house usually means a big family. Wow, wonderful. I already have one. I, I, okay, this, this is going to sidetrack a little bit. This is in regards to my big family. I'm like talking to Taylor about it. I said, Taylor, how many cousins do you have? It's like, I have like five or six. I said, what? He said, yeah, I have like five or six. I said, Taylor, I have 28 on one side and God knows how many on the other. I mean, I don't even know how many cousins I have. I have probably the same amount, honestly. It's crazy. And you know what? I am thankful for big families because I know many different types of personalities that mm-hmm. I up with. But anyways, I feel like that's really funny because it does it does talk about like professions like being a teacher or a politician or being a comedian, being an actor, being a singer. Like those are these are all professions that I have considered at one point or another in my life, which is very interesting. I do like how Okay. All right. Okay. So the next planet is Jupiter Saturn. It's Saturn. We just said Jupiter. So my Saturn is in Aries in the eighth house. And so uh oh it is? Yeah, we're both in the same. Okay, so uh I'm gonna run down my list and uh, we'll see if it's the same for you too. Um strong personality with intense emotions. Yes. Yes. Um may have a power <laughs> complex. Yes. Yes. Um you fear of the blending of your life, yet you long for it. Yes. Maybe a student of the occult. Yes. Uh, The lesson is to master and bring consciousness to the hidden drives within me. All right. There's also the desire to better myself and have purposeful uh, uh, expression of myself and to overcome any fear I have to express myself. I'm reading this this other thing. It says that people with a Saturn and Aries, they're cold, reserved, prudent, and persistent. They usually experience success later in life. That explains a lot. They often mm. have political ambitions. I feel like in a way, both careers are what we want. We can accomplish things politically. Making a movie. Yeah, I think we can. Write a book. I don't know. There mm-hmm. is, a, oh, apparently this, this website tells you about like health issues too. There is a risk of stroke. Okay. That is just telling me to stop stressing. <laughs> um, so now we've hit, I guess now we've hit the generation planets. So my, um, so this means like the generation planets is that like 
more than likely between a year that you're born, you have relatively the same placements. Yep. And so for me, um, my Uranus is in Aquarius in the fifth house. Yep. And so what I wrote down for that is um, rebellious nature with strong will, reckless, original, and independent, very creative in the arts, benefit from learning the joy that comes from a heart-centered approach, highly unconventional, concerned with the state of society, and the challenge with this placement is to make available, make yourself available to others through collective action. Most definitely. And I feel like that is a great reflection on our generation that is born between the years of 1997 and 1998. Very much who we are. We are rebellious. We are emotional, but we don't let them like, we don't let our emotions like hold us back. Um, and you know, it's very perfect. It's perfect for us. And I love that we are that group. I love being a millennial. Yeah. I hate saying that too. I'm just me. Honestly, I like the, I like the title of millennial because I think we are a, I think if you're born between the years of 1997, 1999, you are a millennial. Like there's, we are that sweet in between. I will forever die on this hill. Um, no, we definitely are. It's just so hard like, talking about it with like people who are millennials and people who are Gen Z. Cause they're like, what the fuck are you? And I'm like, we are literally the in-between. We literally watched, we watched a certain form of like technology die out and then a new one come in. Like we literally got to see the change. Instead of being in high school or college, we were in middle school. So we really got to learn and see it evolve. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, I just think that's so interesting. It was very interesting. This is kind of in relation to like that, like watching it evolve. I was talking to a coworker of mine. He's like a lot older. He's like, I think in his like late thirties, maybe early forties. And he was asking me how to do Excel. And I said, oh my gosh, I haven't like used Excel in forever. I learned doing it. I learned it in like middle school. He's like middle school. I said, yeah, they had us doing like Excel, PowerPoint, blah, 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 all these different things. He's like, we were learning how to use typewriters. I'm like, right that gap so it's very interesting it is very interesting so the next generational planet is neptune which is also in aquarius in the fifth house mine's actually in capricorn it's a really okay is it still in the fifth house it's still in the fifth house okay well for for me um i'm highly creative you know that word's making a comeback um who's helpful and kind I have a great creative and healing capacity for other people based on universal and spiritual energies. I'm a visionary personality, which I think is very true. I'm a huge visual person. Um, with pop, I'm popular and I have huge front groups. And I have a highly developed social sense. Um, so mine being Capricorn, which is another Earth sign. Honestly, I feel like the Capricorn is the most uptight Earth sign. They say it's Virgo. No. Have you ever met a Capricorn? They're uptight as fuck. So Neptune in Capricorn gives people the deter- people determination and the ability to concentrate. However, it can ruin their typical Capricorn rationality. This position somewhat shatters their natural desire for perfection, but it gives people the desire to achieve spiritual goals. And with that, with Neptune being in the fifth house, 
um, influences romantic relationships, creativity, and children. It suggests natural ability to walk a mile in other people's shoes, which is true for myself. And I feel like people born in 1997, um, people with Neptune in the fifth house maybe have an acting talent or they at least like theater and movies. Huh. They also have a great imagination. They are true romantics in their love life. And they're capable of experiencing confusion and embarrassment. Um, I don't know. I still think about the embarrassing things that I've done. Sometimes I'll think about them randomly at work. Um, <laughs> your children are likely to be sensitive and intuitive. And they will require uh, a special understanding and attention. They usually do not get the recognition they deserve in this area. Period. I feel that. I feel like I don't get enough recognition for a lot of that stuff. So the last planet that we're going to go over is Pluto, um, which is Sagittarius in the third house. Okay. So I know this for sure. This is like the plan, like the placement for like everyone born in like between like 98, 99, 97. Like it, it, it spans over a couple of years. And uh, what I have now, I know our generation a lot like even like early gen z have sagittarius in their placement like in their pluto placement and so we are very it says we're compulsively attracted to speaking and writing we have an unusually clear and direct communication skills we have remarkable ability for seeing the depths of circumstances we're thoughtful with a focus of deeper understanding and we have a post we have a personal code of ethics to express our beliefs and i know like millennials gen xers boomers they do not like that at all like you get there's opposition in that yeah i i'm reading this thing it says people with pluto and sagittarius are understanding and philosophical personal transformation can occur especially through philosophical searching pluto in this position strengthens their innate not learned religious consciousness and feeling we can expect them to create a new spiritual spiritual or mystical direction and attempts to merge the existing religions and churches i feel like that like makes a lot of sense in reference to us talking about or you talking about how astrology is not necessarily like a religion but it's more like spirituality honestly it's just like its own thing but in a way we are connecting it yeah i and definitely I believe that pretty true for like our age group and you're right like boomers don't like that because they they weren't really taught how to like reflect or like soul search or deep, like do a deep dive on things. It was just kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, it is what it is. Shrug it off. Keep going. Right. It's very interesting. And then with it being in the third house. Yeah. It means like deep thinking. Um, Communication. We have, we have strong and controversial opinions. We're not afraid to tell you to your face. Like we are not we we are about that life like we'll we'll let y'all know we will quit our job on the spot listen the job i work at now now i wouldn't do that because they're just they're really nice i would at least do the two weeks but if it was like fucking target or obviously like me zulily when i quit zulily i literally quit in the middle of my shift and me and my sister I'm went to smash burger i said you really said i'm having a mental breakdown i can't be here yeah, I really did. And I said, yeah, I'm off to quit. I didn't talk to nobody. I just literally sent a voice message. I sent an email. I said, I'm going to turn my stuff on Monday. And that's what I did. And I left, never looked back. So we're going to talk, uh, the last thing we're going to talk about is our compatibility with our, our compatibility with our partners. And so um, 
my partner, his name is Niall. Um, he is a Sagittarius and I'm an Aquarius. Our compatibility is like fairly high. Like if I would give it a grade, it's like a B plus. Like we, we are, we, we have similar interests. It's just like, definitely our communication styles are very different about it. If that makes sense. Like we like similar concepts, but the way we go about them is very different, like night and day different. And we definitely have evolved over the past like three and a half years. And so we are, I would consider ourselves compatibility, like our sexual compatibility off the charts. Okay. We can talk forever. He's my best friend. Hashtag Bizzle. I love that. I love that. Also, just like, here's the thing, like certain signs just are attracted to each other. So like the fact that Joan is an air sign, Niall is a fire sign, they tend to work a lot better because air fuels fire. Like, Mm. it's, it's like that logic. That's the way I think about it when I talk about people's relationships and their dynamic. So with Taylor and I, I'm a Virgo and he's a Pisces. So we are actually like opposites of each other, but we are like, we are literally like the perfect match because of us being opposites. We're very much that opposites attract type of thing, even though we're, I feel like we're pretty similar. And I think it's because he has a Virgo moon and I'm a Virgo sun. Like I have so much Virgo in my chart and all that shit. We're both very much like, we're very passionate lovers. Like, I'm not typically a cliche person, but, like, Pisces are pretty, like, old school, old school romance. Like, he opens my car door for me. He buys me flowers, um, writes me letters, like, all those types of things. And, you know, something about him is just, like, I don't know. I just feel at home. And it's a wonderful feeling to find a person, not just because of their zodiac sign, but somebody (laughs) who is... I don't know just like that perfect like that perfect opposite for you like he gets me out of my comfort zone he gets me to think differently about things because as a Virgo I feel like there is some element of stubbornness in that because I am perfect and I am right um so I feel like with his water like him being a water sign the flu him being so fluid and like moving it works but yeah I love him very much. And um, I looked up my compatibility rating and it's just like an 86%. So I'm like in a high B, high B plus. Yeah. Like it's like, it's, it's good that like our partners aren't like perfect for us. You know what I mean? Like I kind of like, that's not like all the way an A. Like I like how it's a B plus. It adds a little bit of, you know, conflict, a little bit of stakes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like Niall definitely gets me to think differently, like he gets me to think outside the box, honestly. And he's a really good supportive partner. Like he's really good at supporting. And honestly, I think that like can like that contributes to like how we both have Capricorn or Venus. Like we are very loyal and supporting people. And mm-hmm. so it's very interesting. Like that's the only one common placement that we have. And I think honestly, I- I'm glad for it. Yeah, I know Taylor's, like, Venus is in Aquarius and mine's in Scorpio, and they say that that's typically not compatible, but I feel like the other placements in my chart, in our charts, work so well that that almost overlooks that, and this is where, again, I'm going to say, take that shit with a grain of salt. You know your relationship. You're in it. 
not these generalized articles that you find online. But um, yeah, it, I feel like a lot of the chart, you know, you can mix and match it. Like literally we were talking earlier about, I don't know, our Venus. And then I'm like, oh, it says something about being materialistic and go to the next one. It's like, oh, it makes sense now because of this and this being connected. Like it's a mm -hmm. whole different thing. Like it's, just, it's really fun. It's like a game. Yeah, it's like the same way how like literally half my placements have to do with creativity. Like, oh, we forgot to mention the stelliums. Okay, last thing we're going to mention before we head out is that when it comes to having a stellium in your chart, that means you have three or more placements in the same house or sign. And so for me, I have an Aquarius stellium, stellium a fifth house stellium and a sixth house stellium. So I'm very, like, I'm very flighty. I am, like, I contradict myself all the time. But I have a lot of restless energy. So I basically just, like, feed that into all my passions. Like, I will learn new stuff. I will keep doing old stuff. I tend to be a workaholic. I'm trying to be better at that. Um, but I do find a way to juggle everything. And... I'm just really good at expressing myself through art and performance because creativity is like a huge thing in my chart. Um, I have a Virgo stellium, which is also first house stellium. They're all, all my Virgo placements are in the first house. So baby, it cares about physical appearance, traits and characteristics, ego, beginnings, outlook and, uh, outlook and impressions. And I think I also have a... I have, I think I have like a, a fifth house one too. I might be wrong. Rebecca, if you're listening to this, please don't. don't yes. Um, also, Rebecca, please read my chart. I would love for you to read my chart, please. Um, so I think most of it, I think my other stellium is like fifth house, which is house of pleasure. So recreational, leisure activities, things that make, enjoyment and entertainment games gambling risk romance limerence creative self-expression children fertility y'all do you ever have fear of being infertile <laughs> honestly i i don't really know because it, i guess if i if i was I, I i feel like i would be sad for a period of time but i don't think it's a deal breaker for me if i'm being honest like i don't know i like i would like to have listen the debate of kids talking about kids that's like a oh another video another topic because i feel like i can go so deep into it because like yes i do want kids but also my my opinion and perspective has definitely shifted because of like talking about kids like how we look at kids now how like parenthood has changed what the definition of parenting is what that looks like in this day and age like I want kids but also I guess if I'm infertile I really I would be sad but I don't think it would be the end for me like what does it mean to leave behind a legacy I would love to leave one behind but like I said it, it, that's a whole other conversation I know we gotta go we gotta go bed <laughs> well Thank you all for coming and listening to our anticipated episode about the charts, our charts, the stars. Um, follow us on Instagram at listen to this shit podcast. Please, please. I enjoy posting on there.
what's our next episode again what are we doing we're doing a spring cleaning we're doing spring cleaning so in the next episode we're going to talk about getting organized for the new season the new next quarter of our lives and we're just gonna do like probably like a more in-depth life update yeah self-care self-love cleaning things that we like since we are both have hella virgo placement stuff going on um we will talk to you about that and you'll see what we mean when we say earth sign virgo energy oh yes for sure catch you all on the flip side